Theo Bourbon is brought to you in part by Fucking Death Metal! Those waveforms are really loud. <laughs> Dude, that's half the fun. If you don't clip your mic at least once in an episode, there's really no point. Yeah, literally when I laugh, Miranda texts me and she's like, all right, Cruella, <laughs> because it's so loud. <laughs> but hello, everyone, and welcome back to Theo Bourbon. It is 11 o'clock in the freaking morning. For the third I'm week in a row. For the third, third week, week in a row. In a row. And so... We are drinking some mimosas. Theo mimosas. Yes. I don't know about you guys. I'm drinking straight bourbon. (laughs) Jacob (laughs) is drinking straight bourbon. Speaking of, we have a very special guest this week. He is one of my favorite people in the world. Uh He is my brother. He is the metalhead, bearded, god of a man, Jacob Johnson. I thought you were talking about Tom for a second, but I appreciate it. <laughs> well, Tom is also that for me, except he doesn't have a beard, and he, uh, you know, he's 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 hugging a little. Is that that's not Squirtle? That's Who a is that? Snorlax. That's Snorlax. I'm currently, Snorlax. Snorlax. currently snuggling Snorlax. He is one of my best friends. Uh, he's a good boy, and uh, currently good Megan boy. is wearing. Uh, a Psyduck hoodie. Here we're really repping Pokemon today. <laughs> Nintendo good. sponsor us. We love I'm upset. That. I'm upset that nobody that's listening to this podcast is going to be able to see my collection of skulls that I have in this room with like my skull nice. uh, coin jar. I have a little bourbon set up in here, um, even though I'm not a huge bourbon drinker, with a bunch of skulls around it, like decorative skulls with a bunch of Viking symbols on them. See, that's awesome. That tapestry is the so tapestry dope. The tapestry is so cool. But Jacob, at least you try and like bourbon when you're on here. I have oh, to God, beg cool. Megan and Tom. <laughs> To drink bourbon with me while we're I cannot well, do it. I love bourbon. I just don't always have it in the house. See, here's uh, sometimes you don't have bourbon. Here's the thing about bourbon and, and dark whiskey for me. I am a beer guy, mm-hmm. like 100. Um, percent I can if I'm if I'm I don't really drink a whole lot anymore. But if I'm getting a little buzz going, it's always beer because dark liquor makes me. A mad drunk, and I hate to do that. Uh, I've gotten in so many, uh, so many like, yeah, I've gotten in so many like angry, buzz drunken fights that didn't have to happen, all because I was just drinking bourbon. <laughs> so we're gonna but get weirdly, into a fight today. I mean, no, hey, no. with what we're talking about, we got. <laughs> but weirdly, you know, it does agree with me really well. Tequila, sweet vodka, boy. baby boy, vodka. vodka. Wow. That's not usually the story. No, see. We had back some when vodka I was martinis in... last night. It was awesome. Yeah, I love vodka. Oh, nice. Back when I was in NAR, we had this, uh, I think Derek had it. Uh, we, ha- we called it NAR sauce, where it was um, <laughs> strawberry oh, banana. Had yeah, strawberry banana V8 smoothie with just an unbelievable amount of vodka in it. That's so disgusting. Yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was milk vodka. Oh. <laughs> Just, just they, they would take a V8 smoothie, dump out some of it, and just pour the rest up, shake it up, and you just have a V8. Do you think it's just going to cancel out? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. You're the scientist here, Megan. It's, instead of a bloody, instead of a bloody Mary, that's pretty much a bloody motherfucker. <laughs> Remember, it was, it was shortly after graduating. I, I went over to y'all's apartment, like the Nar apartment, the Nar apartment. Back oh when that God, was a thing. what an apartment! And, yeah, and, and uh, Evans like. 
have you tried the nar sauce? I was like, no. I was like, I'm going to get you some of that nar sauce. Well, little, <laughs> little straight up. pours the vodka into the V8, shakes it up. He's like, here you go. <laughs> little, um, little, little, uh, update on those guys. They're actually doing, they're doing pretty well. They, they got to Atlanta. Nice. Um, I, I bowed Their out. TikTok is the, money too. Oh yeah. They're yeah. really good about it. I, um, I was like, Right before they moved, I realized that that wasn't what I wanted to do, um, and that 400 studios hired me as a mix engineer and a producer, which is not where I what was you know my comfort level, um, being the guitar player that I am. So yeah. I went in there and I learned everything, and man, am I just so glad that I went with that. Nothing against the Nar Boys, I'm glad they're doing their like what they want to do, but uh, it was. Um, it was it was a nice clean transition in life because I told them, "Hey, look, this is what's happening," and then they said, "Well, yeah, we're your business partners, but we're your your friends first. So, like, go do that. Like, we're proud of you. That's awesome. I love that. So That's good. Yeah, those boys. Those are some. Those are some good boys right there. We we <laughs> love, love those Nar. boys. We love Nar G N A R. Go check out their stuff on Spotify. It's good stuff. It's bop worthy. They got um, some really good they songs. Got some bops. Y'all, y'all got some bops. Yeah, I played good. guitar on those. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but uh, rock we, bottom vibes is my favorite by them personally. <laughs> Such gonna, a good riff. Yeah, it's good. We're gonna get into a lot more of your story, Jacob, and uh, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna hear about some some cool stuff. Um, I wanted to mention what I was drinking, which is a Kentucky coffee. Ooh. Which is um, a it's basically just an ounce of bourbon. A little bit of vanilla, and then coffee on top. So we are all drinking today. Good. We are all drinking. Okay, I was really, Derek, I was really worried you were like going to be the sober one, and that kind of pissed me off personally. I mean, no, 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 no. Never. Never in a million years. (laughs) I'm a true, uh, I'm I'm two sips into this bourbon, and I'm realizing it was a bad idea. It's a great bourbon. It's Willet. Um, Yeah, it was a birthday gift um, from my soon-to-be father-in-law, and I was like, nice. Yeah, he got me that and a bunch of cigars, and now it feels weird not having a big cigar in my hand, but I'm not uh-huh. going to smoke in my house, so. <laughs> Gotta have a big old stogie, one of them. Big, big stogue. Big old donkey dicks. <laughs> I call them gorilla thumbs. Gorilla uh-huh. thumbs. Uh, I always yeah. called the, the RE20 Mike a donkey dick. I didn't know that was another, yep. na- another name for Don- uh, a cigar. I've been thinking to audio world. Excuse me, you called it a, you called it a what? It's called a donkey dick. You know, the RE, the RE20 the you know you know that the, the like the um like the radio mic the mics that we probably should be using right now Those. this man said uh, it's a donkey, donkey dick. dick a donkey dick that's what i've been calling cigars since like high school I, is that the episode <laughs> title <laughs> donkey dick yep. <laughs> donkey dick featuring jacob johnson <laughs> Yeah, everybody's like, yeah. Uh, well, if he's on, if he's on that episode, that's what was gonna, that's what they were gonna call it. Like, <laughs> this is only gonna go one of one ways, you know. I'm surprised this doesn't have the f word in it like 18 times already. We're three uh, minutes we, in. We, yeah, we, we're we're so not even so a little bit in. We're gonna get there. Uh, but listener, thank you so much for joining us and uh, for sticking with us for another two hour episode last time. That was uh, not planned, but I think we. We We're did, going for but, three, baby. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. How much are you going to have to compress this, Tom? 
Oh yeah, it's worth mentioning that we had that is like the lowest, like the smallest bit rate. It's like ninety two <laughs> like kilobits per second, which is like a ridiculously like compressed MP three file. Like that sounds makes so sense, much though. worse than everything else we've ever made. It uh, sounded good when I listened to it though, when I listened to y'all's last episode. It's got no high end, my dude. I mean like oh, yeah. literally nothing above like 9k that's it oh wow like it's it's got it tops out ter- like put that through a spectral analyzer you'll be you'll be horrified by what you find well you'll be glad to know that my waves are pushing high end because of just the way my voice <laughs> oh, yeah, is my oh yeah pushing high end no mids no lows just highs megan you'll be happy to know that this is the first time I don't know what anyone's talking about on this podcast. Oh, finally. <laughs> finally, it's not just me. So, I still Tom, don't what's know our sample rate? On. What's our ending sample rate going to be no, today? No, no, our no, sample no, rate no, will no, always no, be 441. No, 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 if you no, no, dare send me a 48k uh, file, I will gonna... fucking end you. I'm just drinking hey, my mimosa. Did you, know, what, wait, wait, did you say 42k file? <laughs> how about 42? Because that's the answer to all of life, according to hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy i love your reference but you can't record in 42 my dude if you (laughs) obviously derek we all knew that obviously everyone knows 48 92 you know you know i just grab the soundboard and i just make things sound good i don't care what the numbers are you know what i'm saying it's almost like you you've never you've never mixed in a studio before derek god lol i haven't it's almost as though you did you've done other things with your life ridiculous yeah Derek, it's almost like you're not a big old nerd, stupid. I mean, it depends on what we're talking about. Oh, I work at Macy's <laughs> now. I don't know if I mentioned this. So oh, I, hey. I work at a Macy's Furniture Gallery now. So if you're in the Cincinnati Sick. area, I likely put together the furniture you've bought from Macy's. Uh, gay? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm about to come by a couch. You say, you're you. saying that's a bad thing to be gay, Derek? This is Pride Month. No, I'm not, because uh, <laughs> you know month. there was a Twitter fight in the SBC where a... Um, very well known, like aggressively, just like aggressively condescending and kind of awful pastor used gay as a pejorative, and people jumped on his shit. And he was like, uh, This is what we said in high school, so it's obviously okay to call people gay when they're being silly. <laughs> yeah, times like, don't change at all. Oh, yeah, you know. I saw a, uh, it reminded me of a uh, bumper sticker I saw once that was like, I would rather go to heaven than be politically correct. I was like, what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, I'd rather go to heaven than love people, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Jacob, um, with that little little wisdom quip, um, this podcast is going to be a little bit different. We usually have like a topic, and um, we you're only our second guest on this. Oh, wow, um, really? You're yeah. number two. You're number two, and now that we're doing, uh, now that we're doing more weekly, maybe bi-weekly um, podcasts, we'll hopefully get a lot more guests on here. And you know, I've made the empty promises of having a lot of guests on here, and it just hasn't it's okay. happened yet. But uh, um, no, we're really glad to have you with us this week. And um, whenever we do have a guest, we usually like to talk um, mostly just ask questions and talk about um, what faith and what you know god and jesus and all the sunday school things that we can talk Mm -hmm. about how complicated those things are Mm -hmm. um and how those things can intertwine in a lot of different ways and then it's not always a one shoe fits type thing yeah um and i think it's really cool that we're going to be able to have this conversation because um just as kind of like a 
is kind of like a, a precursor to this is Tom and Meg are Catholic. So they're, are you all part of like an actual, are you all like in an actual like part of a membership of a church? I am, but I'm currently ghosting them. Not intentionally. I've just been busy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, for real. Like, this is actually a group that I'm technically a part of that I just have not been showing up to because I wasn't mm-hmm. able to previously. However, because I now have a job that doesn't require me to work as many nights, I think I can probably hang out with them. It's like a once-monthly thing for, like, newer mm-hmm. Catholics. It's at um, Bellarmine Chapel, which is the uh, chapel that's a part of Xavier University, where I'm currently in grad school, and there are a lot of really cool people. Uh, a mm. lot of them definitely are like Catholic progressive Christians, like the Love same that. the same vibe that you get from like from Grace Point, from a lot of these other mm. more like uh, emergent uh, progressive churches. They definitely would agree with that. Like they've got like they've had a Black Lives Matter sign outside the church, mm-hmm. and of like uh openly supported things like the women's march and a lot of things that you would not expect Catholics to support like plenty of them right. honestly believe stuff that would not be necessarily very endorsed by the pope and all that uh, however mm-hmm. because the catholic church is way more chill than you'd expect considering that um th- th- there's a lot of cool people there Megan nice um i was going to just say i don't know if we've ever talked about this but i don't really go to church regularly and i haven't honestly since like high school because of a lot of reasons, but we can get into that <laughs> later. Oh, we're gonna. <laughs> no, yeah, and um, and that's kind of the reason that I wanted to start with this is because I'm a pastor of a church, so I go every damn week. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Um, granted, it is Just a, it's a church. It's a it's a progressive <laughs> church. It's very inclusive and affirming of everyone, and um, you know, it's a lot. We're at, we're very contemporary, but it's in a way that's like we still focus on liturgy and the sacraments and. You know, all of the things that you would find in a traditional church, we just kind of do music a different way, um, which is what I'm in charge of. So um, a lot of, like, original stuff and, and things like that. So as far as, like, churchy churchness goes, we're very much not churchy churchies. Um, churchy church. Do you play the cup? Do I play the cup? Have you played the oh, cup? Oh, I have played the cup. Good. I like the cup. Uh, Jacob, you remember that song that I wrote at Asbury that included the the hanging of Judas and... Yes, uh, the most yeah. metal worship song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it almost ended up on the Ascender EP, and I really wish oh, it had. That's I why. That's why Dreams is on it because we just needed another yeah. song to shove onto it because oh it was supposed to have the cup instead. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, you remember that copyright battle over Dreams? That was great. Was it? That Dreams was or? weirdly difficult. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah was wasn't one. it? Gosh, because we don't have the rights to that song, but we ended up like securing it, paying. Um, the, the original writer of that song, like an absurdly large amount, just so we could even use it. So that was fun. That was a fun thing. Huh. Should have so. just gone. Should have just gone with the Judas song. <laughs> well, they they sent it in to like the powers that be, and they were all like, "Yeah, this is a cool song, but we don't really like want to endorse or put Asbury's name on it." <laughs> it ultimately came down to like if this <laughs> if you weren't called the Asbury Worship Collective, yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. but. Uh, 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 all of that to say, Jacob, um, where we want to, we just want you to tell us your story. Um, and, you know, you talked a little bit with me beforehand about what you're going to go into and stuff. And so um, leaving out, you know, specifics and stuff like that, which I think yeah. is a really good idea. And so um, because we're, <laughs> we're all, I think we all know a lot of the people um, 
that are included in your story, and so we want to be respectful of uh, of that. And so, um, if you just want to tell us your story and just be um, as candid as you want, as upfront as you want, um, it's it's literally yours. So we'd love to hear about it. Awesome, yeah. So um, I would like to start out um, with uh, before I get into my story with a quick disclaimer that I've written down because I knew I'd mess it up. Um, I really want to say that church is not a bad thing at all. If you grew up in a church and all of your family and your friends are there with you and it enriches your life, that's a very good thing. I'm not here to come down on the church at all, and I'm not here to tell you to leave the church, but I'm here to say that living as a Christian person outside of the church is a viable option and is something that has brought a lot of joy and light into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, just That was very we get sweet and thoughtful of you. That was extremely yeah, awesome. That is already more thoughtful and kind awesome. than we've ever been on this show. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you, you are bringing so much legitimate positivity. It's refreshing. Cool, let me, I love it. Awesome. Awesome for the positivity. Let me hit this bourbon right quick. Slurp, let me slurp. go. Uh, let me go. Uh, I will be right back. I'm going to put more coffee in my cup. Fair enough. I think you mean bourbon, Derek. <laughs> He's gonna he get himself drunker. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am sipping on mine right now. But yeah. So, should I wait on Derek to get back from pouring his coffee to get into the story? You, or? you could. You could tell a joke or plug your band if you want to. You got a great. <gasps> yeah. Well, my band is kind of not doing anything right now because I've been so busy at 400 recording. Um, but my artist Pharos, who I do all of his instrumentation and all the guitar work for him, all the drums, anything besides his voice. Um, just got signed, and that's awesome. Wow. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. And we're dropping a song soon, one of the ones that I put a lot of hours into. So Yay. that's really cool. I cannot wait to hear it, man. Yeah. yeah it, we're really I don't pumped. know what it is, but I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> yeah, well, Derek's you should back. have been listening, Derek. <laughs> well, anyway, um, after that after that subtle plug, thanks, Pharos. Shout out, Pharos. Uh, that's P-H-A-R-O with a line through it, S. Pharos. Um, let's, let's get into the story and this is kind of, you know, feel free to interject at any point, uh, during this and just kind of like talk on different points. But, um, it's safe to say that I grew up in the church and a lot of my, um, fundamental ideals come from being a Christian, being in the church. Um, and when I was younger, I did a lot of what, uh, young Christians do when they're trying to get more involved with the church which is make a lot of cringy mistakes. <laughs> it's true. I mean, any anybody, any young Christian that doesn't really isn't educated either through college, like we got educated on church uh, doings and stuff like that. Um, but just like you have no idea how the, the church works, that it's more of a, it's less of a free flowing idea mm-hmm. and more of a, a structured event each week. Um, for example, when I was 17, I said, let's go and sing Hallelujah on the um, on Sunday worship for special music. Are we talking you know, about like Leonard song? Cohen? Leonard Cohen, Hallelujah. Okay. Yeah. It's a cold <laughs> and it's a broken one. God, you know, that's a good song. Yeah. You know, the Shrek song. Mm-hmm. The Shrek song. Um, <laughs> and I think the only person that was like smiling was my granny. <laughs> she was like, he's saying Hallelujah. And I was like, Aww. I was like, everybody else is so mad at me. <laughs> Um, but no, that was, that was, I mean, that happens, he, you know, your song written by a black person and that was a little too much for them. I no, just thought it was because the song no. is the way that it is. It's it was because of, 
Leonard Wood because really. the song's the way it is. Yeah. It's yeah. because like my my <laughs> church growing up. Dude. No, it's Leonard uh, Cohen. What? Right? Yeah, no. Leonard Cohen. No. Yeah. Leonard Cohen. Yeah. No. Because originally the song was like forty two verses or some something crazy like oh. that. Some massive number of verses. But um so that was fun. It was it was more like a it wasn't like a we're disappointed in you. It was more like a Man, you know we do bluegrass worship here. Tom, you've been to my church when we did worship night in Powell County. They have the they have oh, like that was a, a unique ch- experience. Yeah, it's I mean it's a great church. I'll always love that church. But yeah, I, I yeah, just, we were a lot you, for them. Yeah, yeah, we were. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, so bluegrass wise, are we talking like Sister Mary wears a ball and chain? Or are we talking like no? We're talking like contemporary worship songs or what they feel is contemporary because my whole hometown is just way by, like five years behind everybody else. Uh-huh. Um, so like oceans with chicken picking guitars, <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, okay. It's can not as the, good as you can think. We, can we have the metal drummer in there, too? Oh, yeah. You call I was, me I was the me- upon the waters. I don't even want to hear about the that joke anymore, unknown. because I I was the metal drummer <laughs> in <laughs> church. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I wasn't the drum player, but I was the guy just chugging on guitars. Yep. But, you know, it sounded good, at least to me. <laughs> can we all agree, though, that metal music playing people make the best worship playing people yeah because we know how to learn songs by ear <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's like we're already to like the 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 highest point of ridiculously like going at it that we only have down to go so we can just kind of progressively go down we like can this, never reach i'm just gonna say i've had different have... experiences than y'all have had <laughs> having to retrain metal guitarists to like not have every single drive or fuzz pedal on. Well, no, yeah. it's not the tone; it's the note playing. Metal drummers, though. Very... Metal drummers are very easy to work with. Metal like... guitarists are like <laughs> metal guitarists are like, yeah, I'll play the part right, like the notes right. Uh-huh. But I'm, I'm just going to use a big muff on my yeah. sofa. <laughs> <laughs> my my amp is not going off the dirty channel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you want it? You wanted it clean? Do you know what I play? <laughs> you want an AC thirty? How would I AC fucking kill you? Yeah, it didn't go well. <laughs> Wait, right. this song doesn't even have any triplet sweeps at one eighty-five BPM. What's going on here, guys? Megan's currently Megan's rubbing gracious. my finger, which is letting me know that we've gone on too long. Continue, please. Oh, good, good call, good call, good call. <laughs> I love that there's a sign. Yeah, that wasn't even on purpose, honestly. Oh, it was. Um, it was there. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So. I grew up, and I, I was going back to my younger church experience. When I was eighteen, um, I became the youth leader at my church, and uh, I got real in. And this is like the most honest I've ever been about my church story, too. So a lot of people are going to hear a lot of new things that I just haven't told to people. Um, but yeah, right before I came to Asbury, or right before I went to Asbury, I was uh, really into this girl that I was leading church uh, youth groups with, um, and she was not into me. So I was making. <laughs> I was making young teenage dude mistakes, like, oh, she's into me. She sees me. Yeah, that's about it. When she's like, hey, can we lead these kids? <laughs> you know, so um, mm-hmm. all that to say, I wasn't a very good youth leader. Um, and then literally one month before I went to Asbury, um, I got asked to play in a uh, worship band for a um, 
Gosh, I'm blanking on the name. The people who speak in tongues. What, what is that denomination? Pentecostal. Yeah. Are, are, what kind of Pentecostal Pente- are we talking? Are we talking like Hill we're talking Eastern Kentucky? <laughs> Eastern we're talking, Kentucky. We're talking hardcore church. We're talking like snake handling. No snake handling, thankfully. <sighs> no I'm sorry. What is so snake not, handling? So not quite Appalachian. We might, we might need to explain snake handling. For so Megan. snake handling is this idea where um, you pick up some live snakes in church. And if your faith isn't strong enough in the Lord, they're going to bite you. And they will kill you. Yeah. This isn't real. You guys are making this up. This can't be real. There's literally um, a passage uh, in one of the Pauline epistles, the uh, the books written by Paul. Oh, yeah. Mark, Mark, excuse me. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, So Jesus said, it's like they will like handle snakes and like... They won't be bitten. They won't be harmed. You know, the are idea, they idea like venomous? venomous snakes. So these are specifically snakes that, if they bite you, you will die. And the idea is, if you can handle these snakes and either not be bitten or be bitten and be okay, it means that your faith is strong enough. So there's they, this uh, idea, and it's a big yeah. part of their worship that you handle these snakes and they don't hurt you, and that shows that your faith is strong enough. What happens to the and snakes what's interesting? afterwards? No, they hang out. They're, they're there. They're they're a, they're um, a part of the, the church. And yeah, that part just of roll Mark, around on the floor, I guess. It's literally in the last right, chapter else. of Mark, and that piece of Mark, this is for free, everyone, uh, was <laughs> you know added later. It was added later, so whoever wrote the Gospel of Mark, a lot of people think it was Peter, a lot of people think it was, a, you know, there was just some different, like, author issues. But um, the that excerpt of the Gospel wasn't added until, like, a couple of hundred years after the original document was written. So it'll actually say that in most like modern uh, Bibles and and most translations, it'll say this part was added in later. Even in the ESV, like the Southern Baptist favorite like passage, this is like a thing that like not even the most uh, quote conservative of Mm. theologians would disagree with that. How is this how is this legal to do? It's not. It's not. It's just the hills. They don't really give a shit. Yeah. So, yeah, Jacob, well, you were asked to be in a in a Pentecostal guitar playing. I was. Uh, I was. It was at a church camp. Um, so what it did, what it was is they had the church camp for the eighteen year olds uh, before that. And let's just go ahead and say, church camp for people who are eighteen or above or, or any, any, anywhere above like young, young, you know, is not a great idea in my <laughs> eyes. At least it's not. Um. It's Tinder it's with a, extra steps. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And you got a bunch of you got just a bunch of horny teenagers running around and they're like, Well, I like this girl a lot, but you know, Jesus said that I can't, you know, do anything about it while can't I'm at hit. camp. So yeah. I <laughs> can't hit it, yeah. <laughs> can't, Jesus says he can't hit. Sorry, buddy. No, well I can't do anything about it while I'm at camp. So I'm gonna try this long distance relationship thing and it's gonna be great. And it it never is, and it's a lot of emotional torment and stuff like that. So I think mm. it's not a great idea. I'm so shook. What, by, I'm just so shook by all of this. <laughs> this has been the most culture shock Megan's received in an episode so far. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, Megan, it's gonna get so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm buckling in. You, you're gonna. We already talked about Daddy Weiss in the last episode, so you're gonna yep. you're gonna hear a lot about Daddy Weiss. I have never gone no, you're to not, church camp. No, you because we're camp. not mentioning names, Tom. <laughs> I would never mention Daddy Weiss by name. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was at this thing, and uh, it, was, it, was very much a, um, it was very much a tongue-speaking thing. Like, the, the big draw of it was that the worship was so good, 
And they had a great band in there before us. And I was leading the next week for a younger crowd. Um, and so, you know, I was, I was kind of into the worship there. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I didn't speak in tongues, but just like to see people like go up in droves to the altar and and just bow mm-hmm. down and worship and pray. That was, that was cool. Like, um, as you know, any sort of Christian, when you see that, that's like, you're like, so this is what revival looks like. Mm. And then I was, uh, at one point convinced that there was a demon in me. So that was fun. Uh, just because I was having some bad dreams, um, which there, there wasn't a demon in me. Did you listen to me talk about demons like two weeks ago? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, can you, can you give us a good demon? Yer. Yer. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I also, by the way, Derek, you were talking about, you know, ideas of hell last week. Um, mm. And about how, like, Hitler had to look at the six million Jews. Like, maybe Hitler had to look at the six million Jews and apologize. You know what mine would be? I'd have to look at every can of Miller Lite that just got absolutely crushed by me and apologize to them all. That'd be my big hell moment. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It'd be like Jesus being like, hey, all of these are filled with water. And you you have to crush all of them. Have you no, seen? Have you seen the water that's like the heavy metal water that comes in cans? Liquid death. I want to try it so bad. It's water. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's just gonna taste like water. You're gonna be drinking water care. out of a can. And you're gonna be like, I paid like two dollars a can for this. I don't care. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> it lo- it's the branding's so fucking metal, though. I love it. Yeah, it also, is. It is. That. Hey, you know I have a bearded dragon, right, Jacob? Oh yeah, I so heard we, it last episode. Yeah, okay. So we moved the bearded the dragon into this room, and she's currently sitting on top of her her little thing, acting adorable. So Megan and I have been freaking out. So if you see us losing our minds over something in that direction, that's fair. That's that we're um, talking about the bearded dragon. Just just, I just also, I I know that you have a cat named Murphy. Um, yes, and my dog is sitting right behind me. My one of my dogs is sitting right behind me, and his name is Murphy. And Murphy's right behind Aww. me. And I had to give Murphy a bath this morning. Aww. He didn't like it. Oh, baby oh. boy! He did not like me for it. Anyway, so yeah, we're at this. We're at this camp, and uh, it's. Uh, I mean, the worship was good, and then I. Um, I don't know. I just I wanted to have the preacher pray over me. You know, I think that happens um, to to a, a good number of people once they're in like a, a setting of worship for literally seven days straight. You just want as many people as you can to pray over you. And you kind of run out of things to pray over. You know, you, you kind of prayed over, you kind of covered the bases, but I Eventually wanted the preacher you're out of to pray topics. over. It's true. Yeah. And um, I wanted the preacher to pray over me. And he said, okay. And he prayed over me and it was all in tongues. And I didn't understand what he was saying. And I was like, all right, so this is a mistake. And then he goes, I can feel it. You're about to fall out in the spirit. I said, what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, you're about to fall out in the spirit. And I said, okay, uh, Sure. 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 Um, <laughs> so I was, I was like, I, well, I was, I was convinced of it because, like, they uh-huh. talked about, they talked about the gift of tongues, and some people have it, some people don't. So I just assumed, oh, I guess I don't have it. Um, so we're talking about it, um, and all of a sudden, he goes, "You're gonna fall out in the spirit," and I'm like, "Okay, you know, I, I'm gonna brace myself." Megan, before we go, they're... Megan, do you know what we're referring to right now? Um, no. <laughs> have you seen those big? Uh, have you seen those big time? services where people stand up behind the stage? And somebody like falls over, and everybody catches them. No. Yeah, 
What, yeah, is, what is it's that? A, so basically, it's one of these things where the preacher is so filled with the spirit that they can basically just like shove this force of energy into someone and they will faint. So they knock the someone spirit. over? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you want to know what happened to me? What? There's a guy that he called over to catch me. Real little guy. I've always been I've always been a bigger dude. Um just tall and wide. Um they don't there is no magic to that falling out in spirit. You just have a grown man shoving you. Yeah, as I was gonna ask if you can. like if you fainted or anything or you just got no, pushed he over. Just, he just I just I played along with it because he was so convinced of it. He just shoved me over and this dude back behind me didn't catch me and I hit the floor Ow. and I was like, Cool. <laughs> I guess do cool. I lay here now? Oh, and then he God. Looked, then do I he pretend stood I over me. Out? Yeah, yeah. He stood over me, looking at me, and I was like, "Do I close my? Eye? I'm, I'm looking right at you. Do I close my eyes?" <laughs> he's, Did he have like, like a moment of like eye contact? Of like, yeah, we had a moment of eye contact. And he's sitting there nodding his head. and I'm like, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! And then he walked away, and I just got up, and I was like, "Okay, so that one that." All right, so maybe the tongue thing is real, but that one wasn't. <laughs> that wasn't great. Um, <laughs> I've had better experiences. Also, dude behind me, why didn't you catch me? Why? Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> Threw me over. It's like if the spirit has enough power to uh, throw me back onto my ass, I'm pretty sure he'll give you enough power to catch me. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you're so a small dude. What came next was the kids camp, which was elementary to middle school, and that was the one I was helping serve with. Um. And uh, I thought, you know, maybe they save that stuff for the more mature folks in their church. You know, they save it for the high school age. They save it for the college age. They save it for the adults because the adults were participating as much as the kids were. Um, and that's that. I mean, that's the kind of stuff is cool. But there was just like overall, I still have a lot of friends that go to that church in my hometown. But um, overall, not for me. I thought it was. Um because it is a little bit intoxicating to be around that much energy. I wouldn't, and I'm not, I'm not uh, speaking about the Holy Spirit, being around the Holy Spirit that much for a reason. I'm talking about being around the energy um, because there's a whole lot of fake stuff that goes on behind the scenes and a whole lot of just playing along in that kind of uh, thing. And a lot of people mm-hmm. are going to get really mad about me for that, um, about that at me, I guess. Um, so, uh you can believe you can believe whatever you believe. Like I said at the beginning, I'm not here to I here to dog on it. I'm just here to tell you what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so after that was the kids' church, and what really what really drove it away from me um, with this camp in particular was I was there for a couple weeks, um, and uh, I hadn't had the chance to do any laundry or anything like that. I was nervous about going to college soon, and then. We get these kids in here who are just young, little kids, young, impressionable kids. They're doing the same thing, the falling out in spirits, the pushing them over, the the baiting them to talk in tongues and say, you do have the gift to speak in tongues. You do have this. And it's like, maybe they don't. You know, maybe they don't have that gift, and you are just baiting them and making them feel bad about doing it. Um, that really got to me for a little bit. The thing is, like, um, you were a young kid then, too. That shouldn't have been happening to you either. Yeah, yeah, but it really bothered me at the elementary and um, middle school ages. I don't know, like when I, when I was when I was in church, it was uh, yeah. Anyway, so no, I totally wanna, get that. Yeah, 
we want to go back a little bit farther too. Um, uh, the, and this will kind of segue into my next section and kind of go on towards the rest of my story as, as a man um, in the church. Um, when you say as a man, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> you're I don't, I don't manly dude. Yeah. Big, big boy. <laughs> your, picture, your, your picture is going up on the Instagram, by the way. So. Oh, okay, cool. Send us your best headshot. Like people, this people is yeah, the completely serious. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Send yeah. Us your best no, headshot. for sure. For sure. I will. Um, so I have always just in every aspect of life. And as you guys, as my friends, Megan, you might not know this one as much, but I know Tom and Derek do we had a lot of conversations your boy jacob loves to question things like hard question things like i like to break things that's how i solve problems in my head all the time yeah. i break things down to the smallest that it can be and then i build it back up in the way that either it should be or the way that um i believe it should be or something like that and the whole time i'm doing it i'm questioning why is this piece here why is, you know stuff like you're that. talking to a scientist so i love that yeah, yeah. so <laughs> And it makes sense now because you gotta you gotta think. It's goofy to think that we're not serving an intelligent God. Mm-hmm. It's real goofy to think that we don't worship the smartest, whether it's a hive mind creature, whether it's something like that. I said that wrong. <laughs> whether it's a hive mind mentality, not creature. A hive mind like, that's entity. ominous. <laughs> a hive mind entity. <laughs> I'm liking this, like hundred bees in a trench coat. <laughs> this like HP Lovecraft kind of thing you've already got going on here. I'm excited. Well, I, didn't, about it. Hey, man. I didn't say I didn't. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Halo. <laughs> when I hear when I hear hive mind, I think of the flood. We are the, the flood. an alien day. creature. Yeah, yeah. Like so, a flood, no. like a flood. We receive yeah. your love when you come. That is a lyric by Elevation Worship. Oh, good old Elevation Worship. <sighs> um. But uh, yeah, so I d- sorry for saying creature there. What I meant, whether it's a hive mind sort of mentality or entity, or just this one overall seeing thing, which is that's what I believe. But I've you know recently been hearing the the, the claim towards hive mind thinking when it comes to God and angels. But um, being this overall seeing entity, you're crazy to think that uh, he's not thinking or he or she's not thinking out every single thing that happens in real time as it's happening. People believe, and I think this might be one of the the most simple-minded things to believe, is that the path is predetermined and stuff like that. It's not. It, it's we, not he, we are very uh, non-Calvinist here, so we're, yeah. we're, we're good. We're good with that. Yeah, we it's not. That. Yeah, so it's, it's not like you. we make our own decisions because God made us intelligent. But mm-hmm. God still watches over us and is still with us while we're and still loves us while we're, you know, going through these things. And he's a, he's adapting to what's he's not adapting, but he's he's helping us to adapt to what's going on. Yeah, um, you get I'm to using a whole your own of, destiny. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's called free will. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so part of intelligence is questioning. Um, and I remember one of the first questions I ever asked in the church was in Sunday school. I think I was like six and the preacher's wife was teaching the Sunday school class. Um, and we were just talking about heaven and hell. And it was, it was not like a, it was not like a, if you sin, you go to hell sort of thing. It was more like a, you know, what does the Bible say about what, what, you know, what does the Bible say about serving Jesus and stuff like that? It was more of a discussion. 
And then I remember asking, well, how do you know if you're going to heaven? She said, don't you know? I know I'm going to heaven. I said, I, I don't. I don't. Hmm. She goes, how do you not know? I said, I'm six. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've been cognitive for like less than half your life. I don't know things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm six. But, so like it was, it was this sort of – and that kind of like I should have – well, you know, while I was kind of preparing for this and kind of uh, going back over my life and, and, and praying about stuff and what to say, that was the big thing that I led to is that was one of the first questions that I can remember asking. Mm. Um, how do you like, how do you know these things? I don't know this. The thing I, just, is, yeah, I think I just, that's like there's a common thread in a lot of mm-hmm. uh, people who grew up evangelicals life of like having this deep anxiety about uh, about the afterlife and having this thing that was kind of not bred into us, but kind of stamped into us of this like deep fear. Uh, and, and I think that's uh, like, if, if you say to the end of the last episode for the two of you who did, thank you. Um, but yeah, I shared a story that's like eerily similar of like, how do I know? And then not really being given an answer and not being reassured, just being left with this ominous fear of mm-hmm. what if I don't end up being good enough the yeah. thing is, too, like, I think that's just the biggest part of the human experience is that we're not going to live forever. We don't know what's going to happen. And I yeah. feel like anyone who pretends that they do know or that they're confident or that they're not ever worrying about that, they're just lying. They're just full of shit mm-hmm. because yeah. Yeah. that's the whole reason no, that life it's, feels it's important an, in the first place. It's an act of confidence. It really yeah. is. And it's 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 very eerie and almost just I can't even think of a word for it to borderline abusive yeah for yeah. the church to I mean five and six year olds basically telling them that unless they behave the God that they're told is honestly just like their mom and dad hmm. is going to punish them and spank them forever <laughs> You're just if, exploiting them. Yeah, and they're and, no and you know it, it to start at that early of a of an age and not. I mean, it's just like telling kids the story of Noah's Ark before they know anything about it. It's like mm-hmm. we'll tell a five year old the story of Noah's Ark, and the first thing they hear is God was so mad at creation he wanted to kill all of them. Yep, yep, yeah. No, it really is. Like kids, <laughs> I, I firmly believe. That if you if you believe that your kids need to grow up in church, one that's you know that's your right. Like you you get to you get to foster your kids, but do it do it right. Yeah. When they're in Sunday school, let them play games that have something to do with Jesus. Let them have fun and build friendships within Sunday school that have this backbone of 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 you know living as a godly person would or living the right way in Christianity and not this, well, how do you not know? How do you not know? Like, let's talk, let's get in deep. It's like, dude, I'm sick. Like I said, I'm six. I'm mm-hmm. a child. I don't know. <laughs> I think about one of our um, friends who grew up in, um, a cult in Lexington, you know, what we're referring to, uh, who, <sighs> yeah, well, we all know. Um, and he talks about how his formative years were based on this concept of winning souls and, 
bringing as many people to church with him as possible. They weren't based on just like being a kid and having normal teen experiences or having normal like preteen experiences. And there's there's something just deeply tragic about that. Yeah. I yeah. just I think it's so sad that you're going to waste your whole life here, which is a I mean literally once in a lifetime opportunity, that you're going to waste your whole life here like arguing about what's coming next or focusing on that instead of focusing on how you can make the world better now. Oh, like that 100%. should be the important part. I just don't yeah. understand where that disconnect comes from. I think it's it's a complete um twisting of a humanist uh message of, of like I I think you can easily read I think you probably should read the Bible as um a way to sp- like spur you forward in renewing the world. And yeah, being, it's not even humanist; yeah, being, it's Christian. Being, yeah, for <laughs> real. But like being kind to creation. I'm not. Also, I, I whenever I say humanist, I'm not using that as a dirty word. The way that the oh uh, yeah 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 right. yeah the way that a lot not of, a wordy um, dirt. <laughs> but like, yeah, like I think that if you're reading that, uh, reading the Bible and saying this is how we get away from the world instead of this is how we, um, this is a way that can inspire us to like be better to the world and create a heaven on earth and I think give that's our lives the, meaning yeah that, i think that's that's kind of the that's a better purpose it's a better way to live than to think i'm just gonna hunker down uh until we all get we all get raptured this isn't the good you know? place you're not it's not a points like you're not racking up good yeah. points for exactly. doing the right for picking the right answer on the test like life's not that simple i think you i think you i think you can read the story of jesus as god does not give a shit like about the wow. points, like uh, you can you can see the whole like that whole thing. If it's like all the stuff you fucked up doesn't matter. What matters is the good you poured into the world, not the times you yep. fucked it up. Yeah. You know, yep. yeah. Uh, and I think yeah. that I think the focus that evangelicals put on salvation can instead be kind of like you can read that as God matters. God cares way more about your intentions and the fact that you're trying to actually make the world a better place than if you fuck it all up or if you really succeed. But what matters is you tried. Yeah, and um, when it gets back to, I'm gonna get. Oh, go yeah, uh, back, back to questioning. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I just like you. You were talking about things, and I wanted to keep keep adding, and then you took all the words out of my mouth, and I was like, "Well, I had something to add, Sorry. but then you already said it." And so, no, it's good. It's, good. it's you. This is your podcast. <laughs> you are the special guest. It's featuring you, man. But it's your podcast. Please talk over me. Um, but. Um, <laughs> So anyway, Tom, (laughs) um, that was a joke, listener. I'm not mad at Tom. He's one of my best boys. Um, My boy, my dude, my boys, my boy. Um, I talk on the phone with Jacob. That means a lot. I don't talk on the phone with anyone. That's true. Actually, seriously, you're the only one he talks on the phone with. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I have this problem with texting. I'm. I hate it. That's fair. Yeah. The older I get, the more I feel like that because people will be trying to have a conversation with me, and I'm like, I'm busy. Yeah, and people people get calls from me like in the middle of the night. And they're like, "What were you doing? Were you drunk or something?" No, I was I was coming back from work. I was bored, and I was just seeing. seeing I was are, up, just yeah. gonna say hi. Yeah, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Sorry, this is the only time I've gotten to talk to you today because I'm working two jobs. Kind of, yeah, kind of rough. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I have I have um, the questioning sort of point. I wanted to tell kind of that first story with like when I first started to kind of poke holes in the church and now I'm moving on towards questioning. And then the last one I'm going to talk about, which is what I call my heavy hitter for this episode is the community. It's like Daryl Isaac. 
yeah, the, the, the big, the, the big idea of community. Um, so questioning, like I said, we serve an intelligent God. Part of intelligence is questioning. Hmm. Why would you not use that part of your brain that God gave you? You know, whether it's, I don't know. Uh, let me just ask a question. Um, answer audibly, please. Who here's a creationist? Thank God I'm not a creationist. I'm, I'm not the, yeah. Uh, it, it, it depends on if you, if we're talking like a, like a, like a young earth creationist. No. We're talking, we're talking young earth. Yeah. No. <laughs> Derek, yeah. when See, you were saying am, it depends, I just had to sit up really slowly. Megan got really excited. Like, like if you're talking about creation as in like the story of Adam and Eve, then no. But if we're talking about like, God being the source? Yes. No, yeah. I'm 100% I can say I'm a Christian evolutionist. Yeah. yeah I yeah, think yeah, it yeah. points I yeah. think it points think what, is, what is that? What is that? Yeah. Basically I think it points all scientific processes are exactly how like the proof of science has taken us to, but God would be the source of those processes. Yeah, I like yep. that. Yeah. Um so, yeah, when it came to questioning I would be hearing one thing in school and be graded on it on a national scale and be, and you know, have that pressure over my head. And then I'd go into church and was told it was all wrong. Hmm. And I, was I like, literally that- sat in a service where a guy was giving a testimony, not vetted beforehand, mind you. And he said that in front of the entire church, sitting by the pastor asking him questions, evolution is Satan's tool in our schools. Yep, it's not. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, I had a guy tell me that Jesus walked with the dinosaurs. What? There's a Stephen Curtis Chapman song called uh, "Dancing with the Dinosaurs." Oh, good. I'm in so much good. pain right now. <laughs> we should get. We should, is- all four of us should go to the Ark Encounter and just. Like, <gasps> I'm not giving those people my goddamn money. I'm gonna get my well, my phone at the Ark Encounter. <laughs> oh my oh, god! My last year, uh, no, year uh, tw- 2019. I'm sorry, not I didn't go <laughs> in 2020. We went to Oktoberfest in 2019, Jesse and I, and uh, we stopped at the Ark Encounter to use the bathroom, <laughs> and I left my phone in the bathroom. We got all the way back to Lawrenceburg, oh. <laughs> and I thought. <laughs> Shit. Ken Ham has my phone. I have to go back to the Ark Encounter gas station and go get my phone. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's so good. I don't think I mentioned this, but um so you know you remember that brief period when like I think all of us at some point played music with Rory Comtois? Oh yeah. Comtois. Oh yeah. His his last name was Comtois. Move on, move on. Anyway, so going. so we did. We all we all of us at we, some point. Um, yeah. Rory, this is this is no no sh- no shade at Rory. Rory, you're you're a nice guy. Um, but I don't know if if y'all were asked to do this, but he once asked me to play keys for his band that was going to play a show at the Ark Encounter, and I regret not saying yes. Actually, if you can take a brief intermission for more drinks. Because Megan and I are low on mimosas, and we got to be. You guys are having sauced. more. <laughs> I'm I'm straight buzzing off of a shot. Had, uh, it's a mimosa. It <laughs> it's a mimosa. It wasn't bourbon. Oh, okay, this I got is you. I feel nothing. This is yeah. sparkling wine and just a splash, just a gentle splash of citrus, my dudes. Hey, treat yourself. 
Reach yourself. Reach yourself. Mimosas. I went to work this morning to go feed ourselves, so I had to get up stupid early, and I was looking forward to these mimosas. <laughs> and, and I've been re- repeatedly dying to um, the first boss in Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne, so we've both oh, had no. difficult mornings. Matador is <laughs> yeah. kicking my ass. That's what you were okay. doing? While I was texting you, we were talking about deep stuff. Yeah, I was uh, getting my ass kicked by Matador, and I've still not beaten him. You've had a way more interesting morning than I have. We're acknowledging that now. While they're while they're going to get mimosas, Jacob, I'll, um, we can just kind of continue where you were going yeah. with, um, yeah, you know, just um, going into that community aspect and yeah, um, yeah, just keep going with where you were. So yeah, so um, th- and. Uh, I want. I'm free to talk about more stuff, but this is just kind of the the, the things that I really reflected on um, in my, um, you know, just time this week. This was the longest week ever. I've been so looking forward to this podcast. <laughs> I've been like, I've been like, dude, can it be Saturday yet? <laughs> oh, I've been so excited. I'm so excited we're here. Um, but uh, I was I was thinking about the community, which was when I hit my twenties. That was a big that was a big change for me. Like community is not where you live. It's the people around you. It's your friends. Mm-hmm. It's your family. Um, and I remember the church that I, re- we all know the church that I worked for, but we're not going to name it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I worked there and didn't get paid a cent for working there every Wednesday and Sunday and Tuesday night and all that sort of stuff. All throughout college and all throughout, mm-hmm. um, you know, working as a barista and all that sort of stuff. It's just that servant's heart. Yep, yeah, just that servant's heart. You'll get paid back for it in the end. Um, but I remember at this uh, certain church that a big emphasis was on life groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and life groups were pitched as this thing that was going to change your life. What can, well, what are life groups? Well, life groups are some folks riding some bicycles and then talking about Jesus afterwards. Mm-hmm. Or this life group is – it's a Bible study with extra steps. Right. Is all a life group was. I don't know if you've ever been to a Bible study or a life oh, yeah. group. I've led them. <laughs> yeah. Not very fun in my eyes. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm taking time out of my busy schedule to get preached at on your uncomfortable couch. Not cool with it, Brody. <laughs> I need more context to what was just life said right there. Life groups. We're talking about life groups. I've moved on to the community aspect. Oh, uh, dude, life groups. Okay, I don't know about y'all, but I've never had a life group where I felt like, yeah, I belong here. It's always been like, oh my god, these are just different groups of people I don't like all that much. Yep. <laughs> I, yep. Sometimes, even when they were like people who are like my friends, I just feel like as soon as we enter a life group, it's like you put on your life group social mask. Yep. Even if you're going to talk about things that are really real and meaningful to you. I remember once I mentioned, um, God, okay. We're going to get real vulnerable. You mentioned here. God in a life group. It's fucked up, dude. You don't talk about God. <laughs> okay. Um, I remember once I was like, Hey, honestly, I'm really struggling with like embracing the fact that like I have, um, like I've like, it was, it was a time where I just basically had been single for a long time and I hadn't like gone on a date, anything like that. I just, I was really struggling with accepting the fact that there was like a sexual side to my being that I just hadn't really addressed or wasn't really, hasn't, wasn't really embodied. 
and I was made fun of in a group that's supposed to be accepting. And I was like, yeah, I just, I'm trying to be vulnerable and trying to acknowledge the fact that it's like, I've been single. I'm not dating anyone. And I'm struggling to really embrace the wholeness of myself. Uh, and I, it's like, and I would love honestly some support and prayer in that they're like, okay, Tom's struggling to accept his sexuality. I'm like, wow. If I'd actually said something controversial, it's like, I'm just like a straight, um, male presenting person. And you're going to make fun of me for actually talking about what I'm going through. Like that's fucked up. And I, that was years ago and I'm never going to forget how ostracized that made me feel. And it's like, I knew for a fact there was a closeted gay dude in our group. And it's like, how is he ever going to feel comfortable being himself if I can't even talk about what I'm feeling? So yeah, life groups suck. It's almost, it's almost like there's, um, I mean, you really put into, uh, words again, what, what I was going to say after this too, which is a lot of sexual regression Hmm. in the church and a lot of sexual aggravation, uh, within the church community. Um, and that is just uh, you can't debate that. Mm-hmm. I would like I mean somebody's going to try to, somebody's going to reach out to me and try to debate with me, but there is. When you're told you can't, you're going to want to. No one's more obsessed with sex than the evangelical uh church. Yeah. They, they no. think more about gay sex than gay people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And uh so so um yeah. So being a part of this community for the church that I worked at, not going to name names. Um, We'd never have done that in our previous episode. No, never. Yeah, never. Never would have. <laughs> We're not messy like that. Nah. <laughs> neither am I. Anyway, um, <laughs> I remember, and this is, this is kind of the longer point because this is when I stepped away from the church. Hmm. Um, I remember I tried a couple life groups for like – once or twice, but they were always like, let's meet up at seven in the morning and go grab coffee. I'm like, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. You guys can keep that. Um, <laughs> have, have fun at Bible study. I'll see you guys at nine. <laughs> um, after my eight o'clock class already ended because I slept through it. <laughs> I might've been hung over. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it was college. It was, you'd it never was drink. College. You'd never drink at Asbury. You'd never no, never would have. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't totally oh. back when I back when I used to smoke. I didn't walk around the uh, campus one time with a cigarette hanging out of my mouth, just absentmindedly. Didn't even realize. You know, you're not in. a you're not a 22 year old grown man. You can't yeah. make your own decisions. I walked and I, people didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, I, was, <laughs> I got up to the two steps and I was like, "I'm glad I didn't light this thing." Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That was, but that was that was younger, stupid Jacob. Now I'm two years older and I know everything. So, <laughs> uh, am I the only one that's passed uh, when their brain fully develops? I'm twenty five. I'm twenty five. You're twenty five. I'm twenty five. Okay. God, you guys are old. I know. I just turned twenty five in April, and I honestly was like, "This is kind of scary." Now I'm halfway. to I mean, 30. I'm turning twenty eight in three months. I'm twenty three. <laughs> Megan's twenty five, and I'm twenty three. I'm her young little toots. I'm 24. I'm her little piece of candy on the side, you know. The he's my, he's gonna be baby. my house husband. Yeah, I'm <laughs> a baby boy. I, yes, I do the cooking. Yes, I do the cleaning. Hey, look, you know I'm what that mu- sounds like? That sounds like a simp. Yeah, yeah. Hey, no, yes, I am. No, I'm a music producer that's marrying a medical professional. Yes, I am fully prepared for my house husband duties. <laughs> oh yeah, same, same though, same though. <laughs> that's amazing. I, I'm all for it too. Yeah, that's really nice. I like that. Um, anyway. 
Uh, so I went to a couple life groups and then I realized I'm here. I'm at this church more than 90% of the congregation. And it's a big mm-hmm. congregation. It was a mega church. Um, I, I'm here more than 90% of this congregation because you have rehearsals on Tuesday nights. Um, we all played in the band, except for Megan. We all played in the band on Wednesday nights, but I stuck with it all four years, and I was there every single Wednesday. And they would get mad if I didn't show up on a Wednesday or something like that. If I, you know, something came up and I was like, guys, I can't make it, they would be like, well, uh. like it was like a retail manager, retail management <laughs> going like, well, can you be here in an hour? No, <laughs> I already told you I can't make it. Oh Some God. things have gone wrong. Hi, I'm 19 years old. <laughs> Can I catch yeah, a break? Yeah, I, I remember like whenever we'd have some kind of event going on that night, because even at the church that I served at, I was still there only every other week. You know, I still had a week yep. off in between, but I remember you, you never did, ever, for any reason. Never. That and I was Sundays at one of the campuses or the 10 after service or something. I was there. What time um, was your call time? Um, we had a nine o'clock and an 11 o'clock. So we had to be there at about seven. So yeah, if I wanted to get all my gear and stuff set up, I got there about six 30 and I got everything up and ready. And, um, cause you know, I have a lot of gear. I'm super (laughs) rich. You had to get Um, your 16 pedal board set up with your, your 20 different loopers and all of your different uh, MIDI effects. Yeah. So anyway, I'm there and I'm, I'm really, I'm working hard for this church. Um, because at that point, I was convinced this is going to be my career. If I put in the hours now, when I graduate, I'll get a job here. God, I felt mm. that. Yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Little did I know. <laughs> <laughs> Turns I out. Become, yeah, little did I know I'd become a hip-hop and R&B producer in another city. But um, How cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, get paid, I get paid money to do that. Isn't that nice? That's awesome. <laughs> I get paid money to get yelled at for not getting a mix done in 30 minutes. That's fun. But enough about me. Uh, <laughs> Why have you done my mix yet? No, it's it's more like it's more like they come in, book an hour, and go and uh, have a smoke or a drink or something for 30 minutes. And uh, with, yeah, come go have a smoke for about 30 minutes or something like that or, or have a drink. And then come back in and go, all right, so my hour's starting now. I'm like, no, you started at five. You I have another client it, yeah. at six. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to drop this song tomorrow. That's not going to happen even if you did your whole hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you lost a client. It's all right. I got three more coming tonight. I'll talk to you later. Um, <laughs> oh, ooh, I get a lunch break? Sick. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so... This, uh, gosh, I got to get back on topic. You're good. <laughs> um, life group. Yeah, life group. Uh, and just the Lord is telling me right now to all of you that we're no. all going to die and go to hell. No. <laughs> we know that already. If God were going to talk to us, he'd say something new to us. I love yeah, when people say If God say, is going love- to talk to us, it's about uh, there's a Democrat as the president, so America is going to die, and then Jesus yeah. is going to come back because he only cares about America. But you know, yeah, because Jesus would only come to America. That's such knows a good that. roast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been so Oh, bad. man. I love, I love it when people say, God's just telling me, no, dude, you just don't want to be judgmental or seem judgmental, uh-huh. but you are. <laughs> anyway. 
Um, the Lord is just really telling me a lot about you right now, about how the, you need to yeah. be a better person. Yeah, and the Lord's telling me you should shut up and let me live my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I remember thinking that my community was just going to be all the musicians that I was with. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, uh, honestly, I, I would say 98% of the people that I knew at, Yoink. at uh, edit that out, Tom. <laughs> we'll put a beep over it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry put, for let's that. Let's put the uh, the yoink. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, we never did last yeah. week. Please, I'm begging Derek, you. Please, if you source a yoink, I'll put a yoink there. Yeah, put a yoink there. Um, send me a yoink, and I'll give you a yoink. Are we gonna um, duh together? <laughs> <laughs> yoink. Anyway, uh, so all of the people that like 98 percent of the people that I swore my, were my best friends. It was very forced friendships. Mm. Like, I didn't really like them. They didn't like me. And that's that's fine. Like, that's feel, cool. I totally feel that. I think Tom relates like, to a lot of this. Like, literally, there yeah. are a few people that I was actually friends with. I've become friends with, again, like, via Twitter. And, like, I've tweeted a few things about how it's like, hey, remember when, because of, like, growing up in evangelical churches, we had to pretend, like, the worst people we'd ever met were amazing? And like they'd all, they'd all like, they'd all like retweet and agree and be like, yeah, I remember that. And like I become uh, with friends that I really got, I like got along well with. And now there's no weird pressure to be like extra religious while we're hanging out. Now it's just like we mm-hmm. get to enjoy each other's content and like yeah. tweets and like takes and stuff. And it's nice. It's and really there's also free. no pressure. To, there's also no pressure to not be friends, which is one of the most beautiful things in the world. Let me That's just tell it. you, beautiful listener. Let me tell you this. You are not made to be friends with everyone, and you are not made to be loved and liked by everyone. Have your people, know your people, and stick with them, because those people are there for a reason. Anyway, so like that's that. the almost, idea of community. It's, it's, it's almost like that's what the church is supposed to be. Yep. And yet, um, we pretend so, it's the other things. I remember all this time uh, was going by, and then I graduated from Asbury. I finally had some freedom, and I had a job, and I had an apartment, and I was kind of being my own man. Um, And so what does every post-grad do, especially when you're told you can't have anything to do with any sort of alcohol or anything like that at your school? Drink. You go on a bender. (laughs) (laughs) What else is there to do? Essentially, it's like it's not a full on like traditional bender, but uh, it's a it's a good it's a good couple months long bender, <laughs> you know. Sounds like um, a traditional bender to me. <laughs> well, no, a traditional bender is like you don't stop for like one or two days. There was definitely pauses, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I still had a job, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like I'm people people are gonna. Um, get upset with the fact that I brought that up, but like, I, I'm open I mean, about it. It's hey, part of you're my not life. like most, uh, Christian college graduates who have to go live with their parents for another year afterwards. And then, they yeah, can, I know. haven't been back. I've, I mean, I've gone back to visit my parents, but I haven't, I, my point of pride is that I, I got out of college. I got a job. I've worked my butt off ever since. And now things are starting to look up. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember while I was doing this kind of bender, Um, a lot of people at the church were very, very air quotes concerned with me uh, or concerned for me. 
And uh, hold on. I think I might have to let this little puppy out. He's he's looking at the door. Oh, yep. Hold on oh, one second. No. Oh. <laughs> Sweet no, baby. he doesn't. He went out right before this. He's just getting bored of laying in here. Also, Tom and Meg, y'all are gonna have to con- you're all gonna have to fill this space with jokes because I have to let my pup out. If you know what I mean. Give us one second, guys. <laughs> you know Derek's gotta go take a shit. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he might actually have a dog. Does he have a dog? Does he have a dog? He right doesn't now? have a dog. I don't think. It it was a reference to going to the bathroom. It was my okay. ASMR dream. Actually, I'll be right back too. Oh my god, I'm the I'm only on one time. here. Okay, so um, what do guys, you call Jesse's it when? Here. Oh, Jesse's here. Jesse's here. Have Jesse come say hi. Okay, hold on. Hey, um, I'm gonna tell a joke while you're gone. What do you call it? Uh, when uh, Mahatma Gandhi uh, had a lot of uh, calluses on his feet and also he had bad breath because he didn't eat much uh, and also he wasn't very strong because he didn't eat a lot of food. He was a super calloused, fragile mystic hexed by halitosis. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't feel okay. good about that either. No, what okay. did Tennessee... <laughs> yeah. The same thing that Arkansas. (sighs) That's the best joke ever written. (laughs) That's good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, sorry for the delay in the pause. I'm honestly, so since we're like at an hour and something, I'm just going to continue talking through things, especially now that Meg's back. Uh, Is that cool with you, Tom? That's cool with me. Do not eat all of my candy. So, oh, cool. Everybody got back right on time. (laughs) Sweet. So, um, yeah. um, When I was, so while I was at this church, um, where they're really pressing this idea of community, and I have a whole lot of fake friendships, and then I go on this, I go on this. um, Got all these fake friends. I got all this fake community. It's good shit. Yeah. (laughs) Having a good time. Um, And uh, I was. uh, I was going on this bender with some, you know, buddies from college, and we were just having fun. Nobody was getting hurt. Nothing was going on. I was go back to the house after work, have a couple drinks, play some video games. It's a great time. That doesn't even sound like a bender. That sounds like just being a person. Yeah, you're just being yeah. like a 23 year old dude, 22 yeah. year old guy. Yeah, like every, but like everybody at Asbury and this church that I was at was like, he's really falling off the deep end. Oh my god! Like this guy's a maniac. You know what's funny? I remember hearing after you graduated, yeah, Jacob's really not doing too well right now. Jacob's not doing very well right now. You gotta no, really, I'm, really I'm, worry about Jacob. And you're just, you're just hanging out after work, playing video games, just and having being an years. adult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's I'm so just going to work funny. at a job, and yeah. You guys hear my puppy barking yep. in the background? Yeah, I think it's getting his nails trimmed. Aww. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's Poor a little guy. baby puppy. Baby. Yeah. Poor Her guy. name's Maple. Oh, poor girl. Oh, baby um, girl. So anyway, shut up, Maple. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, uh, yeah, so that was going on for a while. And I was like, why does everybody think I'm doing bad? Yeah, I'm getting, like, I'm, I'm going to work all day. I go to work at 5 a.m. Tom, we both work for Starbucks. We know how, and Derek, Derek and I work together at Starbucks. Yeah, we did. Go to work at 5 a.m. You get told you're going to get off at 1, and you probably don't. You get off at 2 or 3. You get put in a long <laughs> Megan day. Megan knows all about that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and you put in a long day, and then I go home, and I just sit down with my guitar and play some music. 
or I would go play some video games, watch a movie, have some beers, stuff like that. Um, nothing, nothing at all like people thought was going down. Like people thought that we were just raging all the time. We had one party at that apartment. Yeah, you want to know what I actually heard and about you? What? Uh, that you'd become a coke addict. No. <laughs> I'm completely serious. Derek I heard, just like dropped his head. In his I, I, heard, I heard you were uh, like neck deep in the nose candy. That's what I'd heard. You were no. You were, you were boogering that sugar. No, I was not. Not in the slightest. And that honestly, that's the first I'm hearing. And that goes to show how dangerous these Christian communities can be. And that gossip culture mm. and like the that, narc that, culture that's there yeah, yeah so what they call it accountability but really what it is is just nosiness and not allowing people what, to be private people what ended up happening was somebody at the church told the music director he's doing a bunch of drugs he's smoking a whole lot of weed he's drinking he's drinking heavily he's gonna kill himself like it's going bad yeah which in all 100 percent truth I can count on one hand the amount of times I smoked weed. It never agreed with me. I don't like it. Hmm. That's the thing. That's the big deal. It's I so funny because this got hand. back to me. I At the time, I was just working at a different church, and we just had a lot of similar friends. But like, yeah. literally, I had heard, it's like, oh, I, th- I thought you were going to die. Yeah, I thought you were going to fucking die. Like, that's what I'd heard. And no. Yeah, that's, I heard some crazy shit about you, man. No, that's you know what insane. this party was, too? You know what this one party we had at that apartment was? We were uh, had a bunch of people over, and we had a beer pong set up in the living room. <laughs> and people were playing beer pong, and me and all the other roommates, totally fine, totally cool. We were all pretty much sober. We were buzzing a little bit, but we were making sure everything went well. Everybody left, and then we had one or two drunk people step outside and throw up, and then we said, here, you can sleep. You can sleep here. You can sleep here. Don't get in your car. Don't drive anywhere. That's the rules. Like, we were not doing any of this crazy stuff that people were talking about. Um, and, uh, I just have to say that I completely jacked up y'all shit when we played beer pong that one time. I <laughs> you really ravaged did. You really did. all of yeah. you. <laughs> no, yeah. And here's the crazy thing. My boss at my job was my neighbor. Yeah. Why on earth would I be doing hard drugs and stuff like that? Beside my neighbor, beside my boss, <laughs> you want to know what happened in my mind? This is why I don't do. This is why I don't. You know, like if if they make it legal or anything like that, I still won't participate because, like, w- the few times that I smoked weed, I sat on my couch and I thought my boss is going to walk through the door and fire me <laughs> on the spot, and that's it. Yeah, on the spot. That's what I thought. <laughs> so. All this stuff of this accountability and stuff the like that. The siren like, is I, displeased with you. Yeah, well, yeah. So all of this stuff, and then somebody told on me for having some drinks. <laughs> um, somebody told on me, and I, the, I didn't know about it, and the music director, um, who I thought was a buddy of mine, called me up, and he said, uh, hey, we, let's go have lunch sometime. I'd love to catch up with you. And I was like, that sounds great. Yeah, let's let's go have lunch. And we sat down, and the first thing out of his mouth. So I've been hearing a lot of stuff about you. And I was like, oh. at this point, at this point, I already knew what was going around about me and stuff like that. I knew it wasn't true. And I'm one of these people that's not like I'm going to go on social media and be like, well, you should all back up and stuff like this. This is not true. 
I'm going to stick to my guns yeah. because yeah. I know what's up in my life. And he said, I've been hearing a lot of stuff about you. And I said, what have you heard? He was like, well, that you've been drinking. Yeah. And you, you smoke now. Yeah. What do you smoke? Cigarettes. But I'm trying to quit and I eventually did quit. And they're like, he was just like, you know, this just is not acceptable. I'm like, well, it would, it's acceptable because you don't pay me. Mm. (laughs) It's acceptable because I do all this work for you for free. Not even on staff or anything. Just not even on staff. I'm just here as a volunteer. Wait, you weren't even working for these people? Nope. What the fuck? Yeah. So it's like, if you were my boss, this would be a different conversation. But as of right now, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. But like, unless you're showing up to work drunk. Yeah. So it's like, man, we're we're really going down this rabbit hole. And that's why I got out of Lexington as soon as I could. I lived in Lawrenceburg for a little bit because I had built myself into this Christian corner in the community. And so I was at a really low point in my life. Um, and I was at this point where I really – and this is where it gets kind of sad. And this is kind of the antithesis of the story. Um. I really just wanted to move back in with my parents. Mm. I really wanted to give up. I was tired. I I had built myself into this Christian corner, but I knew that if I moved, it'd be harder to see Jesse, which was the number one thing. It'd be harder to see Jesse. I'd be two hours away. And if I, um, if I moved, I would lose my job and I had to work at the factory in Eastern Kentucky again, like I did so many summers in college. And I had had my back built into this Christian corner. I was praying. I was like, Lord, I've gone on mission trips. I've led mission trips. I've been doing, I've been serving. I've been doing everything. Why are you God doing this to me? And that was where I made my mistake. It wasn't God doing it to me. It was, it was the people. It was people doing it to me. And so I was going to move in with Jesse and her parents for for them to uh save for us to save up on some money and get the house that we have now. Um which is a very generous thing to do. Mm-hmm. Her parents invited me in. I didn't ask for it. Jesse didn't ask for it, but her parents knew about what was going on. And I you know, my family knew about it, Jesse and I knew about it, all my friends that I was living with knew about it. I was like, "Guys, um I just got to get away from all this." crap that's going on and people talking about me and all this sort of stuff. And I was very much in a high anxiety and very, uh, depressed mental state. Um, but I had run out of people to talk to about it. People that knew that was going on and I didn't know who I could trust because of all the things that were going on around about me in Lexington. And so I called up some friends at the church I was working at, or I was, I was kind of there for. And, um, just because I needed to talk to somebody. I was an external, I'm an external processor. And they, I tell them kind of what's going on and that there's rumors going around about me and I need to leave Lexington and I can't do this anymore. And they're like, well, where are you going to go? I said, well, thankfully Jesse's family has opened up their home to me and they're going to let me stay there and they've got an extra room for me. Um, It's going to be great. You know what they said to me? We think that's a bad idea. We think that's a bad idea for you to go 
and live with your girlfriend because you'll probably have sex. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that was the moment I left the church. I told him, I said, take my name off the schedule. Do everything like that. We're just going to rip this quick off like a Band-Aid. You will not hear from me again. Have a hope all is well for you. I, I left right then and there. Damn. Um, and uh, for about two or three months of my life, I threw away Christianity. Yeah. Uh, completely. I don't blame you. Yeah. I threw it away. I was like, I, I, I for two months, I considered myself a nihilist. Um, because I, 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 I mean, I, the only fact that I had in life at that point was that I was going to die at one point. You know? And then all of a sudden... All these doors, like a new car, a new job, a new job at the recording studio, and a house kind of just kind of fell in my lap. Huh? What kind of car are you driving? A big old Dodge Durango. Yeah? <laughs> Dodge. Yeah, that's great. What, what does it say? It's not a... Bro- <laughs> what does what uh, Ron Burgundy say? It's not bubblegum. It's a Dodge Durango. <laughs> Good old American car made by the Italians. Love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so all that kind of fell on my lap. And I looked at Jess and I said, I don't want to have anything to do with the church, but God still has something to do with me. Hmm. Wow. And I'm going to acknowledge that. Um, so, yeah, that's the big story. Uh, thanks for listening to, the, to that, guys, and listeners. I hope uh, – so, yeah, all that to say, I'm – honestly amazing now yeah. i have so many friends and i've been embraced by um I, i've fully embraced and been embraced by the metal community and the hip-hop community two of two things that i love so much and That's i have so more cool, joy man. in my life being outside of the church and um it's cool that you guys you know lived in lexington and and got to see all the the rumors that were <laughs> happening about me you may and have this, noticed honestly, that we moved away too <laughs> yeah so this is actually a really nice, um, really nice therapeutic thing for me to be able to talk about it. This is the first time talking about it. And also, hey, listener, I didn't do coke, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I just had a couple beers after work. Should, should like that a be normal the person. title of the episode? I didn't do coke. I'm still, a fan no. of, I'm still a fan of donkey <laughs> dick. Donkey dick. I, I'm good for donkey dick or I didn't do coke. They're both pretty great. Well... Uh, I get, yeah. Um, Derek's Jacob, like, this is way too rated R. <laughs> no, I, I'm not worried about that. Um, I am wanting to say, Jacob, how uh, thankful I am that you would tell your story and how um, absolutely sorry I am for, you know, being in those conversations way back when, when people mm-hmm. were saying those things and, um, you know, losing, losing a lot of communication with you just because we weren't in the same spot anymore. Yeah. Um, but then I'm so, so thankful that we were able to, to still have phone calls and still hang out a couple of times and me being able to see you and just being like, people are so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. That was the thing. You guys got to see me and you guys got to see what it was like. Yeah. There was nothing going on. No, like I was at church and I was there, up bright and ready. <laughs> You're still at do- church. <laughs> yeah, I was doing all the things, and people are like, "He's going down a bad path." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Isn't it? And 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 maybe that's where we can, you know, talk a little bit about this because 
um, you know, with there's no more powerful truth than a story. Um, and so I'm really thankful that, that you told yours and, and, um, that, you know, Tom, you got to tell a bit of yours too throughout that. Um, and I just want to maybe go off on that for the next few minutes as we kind of wrap up a little bit and Mm -hmm. who knows how long we'll go. Um, but that for the listener and for the four of us, you know, coming from somebody who, um, I think I took a few months off of, uh, being in, in church for a little bit before I came to Asbury. Um, I was supposed to be leading a church plant from my old Baptist church, but they decided not to help me out at all and, uh, kind of throw me to the wayside and not do anything about it. And I was just like, all right, cool. Then I'm not going to do this for you. But, um, being in that space of not having the toxic and the abusive is the only word that hmm. that can really be used for it and i and and we don't mean that i don't mean that in a like i don't mean that in any other way than it was absolutely abuse yeah, you're not being hyperbolic. Um, I'm not being oh, no. hyperbolic. And yeah. so, um spiritual abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse. I mean, I mean god, the amount of sweat and tears and you know, blood for for some people. I know that I've bled putting, you know, uh I almost broke my foot once like trying to lift yeah. something by myself to set it up for the church. I think it was a piece of stage and stuff like that. So like literally we were we put our bodies through um through these things and um and put our eternal souls in the hands of these people who had no other agenda than to i mean try to self-righteously save us from something to manipulate Mm -hmm. you yeah to manipulate and to and so i think it's so good and and I'll I'll just kind of to riff on this for a minute. One of my favorite people in the world, I talk about him all the time, Jonathan Martin. We all know that I love him. He, uh, <laughs> boy on the bicycle. Boy on the bicycle. Um, he talked about it was a couple of years ago before I even came to Asbury, um, and it was during that time that I was um, not doing anything with the church. He said one of the main things that we can take away from the story of the road to Emmaus, you know what story that is? It's after Jesus was buried, um, and there were two men walking down the road to Emmaus outside. They left the city of Jerusalem to go to Emmaus. Fun fact, my church used to do Emmaus walks. Yeah. My home church, yeah. Um, And so these two men um, were walking along the road. And Jesus was was dead and buried at this point, but it was after the third day, so he was he was risen again. But people didn't know yet. Um, and he just showed up to them. They didn't know who he was, but they were actually followers of his um, mm-hmm. before he died. And he was like, "Hey, what what are y'all talking about? Like, why are y'all looking so sad?" And they said, "We thought that we had found our Messiah. We thought that it was him, but he they killed him, and he's gone." And then he started to explain the scriptures to him and like all of this other stuff and basically talking about what the Messiah was supposed to be. And they were like, hey, come have dinner with us. 
Um, and then the rest of the story is that he broke bread and prayed and then he disappeared and then they knew it was Jesus. Um, but Jonathan Martin goes to say, these two guys had to leave the holy city to meet Jesus. Hmm. These two guys had to walk outside the walls to find where Jesus truly was. And I think for so many people, especially now in our generation, um, who are seeing all of the crap that the evangelical church, the Catholic church, basically every church is doing, whether they're um, going on board with nationalism or whether they're an abusive space like you were talking about, Jacob, whether they're um, whatever it is that the church is just institutionalizing itself with abuse that a lot of people that we know and care about and love are stepping away from the church, walking outside the walls and they're saying, Oh wait, Jesus is out here. Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, something that I want to add, uh, that I I don't know if we've mentioned it, that like, I think is going to be something that's going to be important for at least some of our listeners who are kind of feeling this, but they're kind of not sure whether they should really explore these feelings yet. Sometimes this abuse and sometimes this really shitty treatment they can experience at the hand of some very sweet, very well-intentioned mm. people who mm. really are people who've cared for them and who've been kind to them. Like, yeah. that church I worked at, I don't individually dislike a single person who I worked with. They were good people. They were kind to me. However, they also once pulled me aside and asked me point blank, have you and Megan ever had sex? Like, as a part of a performance review. Yeah, during his performance review. As a part of a performance review, that question was just asked. And I remember calling up different people who had mentored me, and I was basically, I felt like this was inappropriate. They're like, yeah, it was inappropate, but you get where he's coming from, right? It wasn't, no. It wasn't, like, no. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I didn't even know what to say. It's like, no, I felt like he can't ask about that. Like, that's just not his business. Like, in mm-hmm. what way is it okay to ask about that? Like, And uh, that is kind of that abusive thing where the church, because of who they say they are, who they think they are, and who biblically the, the pastor, like, you can make the Bible say whatever you want it to. Yeah. And a lot of pastors see themselves as, oh, because I am the spiritual director of this person, I get to be involved in every part of their life. Like, and so um, when Megan that, and I they, first got together, yeah. um, okay, if we're going to be honest and discuss to our readers. Oh, God. Uh, Are yeah, you about we, to say what yeah, I think yeah, you're about to yeah, say? Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> but, um, so, like, any, any, like, any time she'd had her car parked outside my apartment, or any time we were, like, leaving the apartment at a suspiciously early time, I was deeply terrified someone was going to drive by the apartment, see, and I would get fired and lose my job. He was paranoid about yeah. it, like, regularly, and at least as someone who's been outside of all of this, like, I just didn't really understand it, and then the more time we've spent together and the more I've seen, it, you know, how everything yeah. works and how gossipy everything is and all of that, I'm like, oh my god, of course you were freaked out all the time, because we were basically yeah. living together after a couple months, Yeah, I like, and yeah. he still worked there. And he's um, like, no, I could yeah. get fired. Like, you don't understand. Because it was like, it was crazy. it's like, yeah, I don't think we did anything wrong by having sex. Like, I don't think we, it's like, I don't believe that. Personally, I am fine with this. I don't feel as though I've done something wrong. However, my employers would feel differently, and I couldn't even argue it with them without me losing my job. So mm-hmm. it's like, I can't even bring this up to them. And I have no regrets 
about the relationship that we have. However, they can't know those details about it. And that yeah. was, it's, it's abusive. They're not, it's, it's illegal. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a stretch that people aren't supposed to have that you can get fired for your relationship with someone. And I think mm-hmm. Jacob, you bringing that up, I know I had to mention it. Otherwise I'd be leaving out an important part of, um, just kind of all of our shared narrative here. Um, yeah. that the church's um, m- moral overreach and their attempt to protect people, all it does is abuse people. And it that really doesn't does. excuse it. And these are people who are going to be nice to you. These are people who are going to genuinely care about you. But that doesn't yeah. excuse it. And that doesn't excuse that kind of behavior. So you be- I think you, And I think you're talking about, I think you're talking about people who... Um, would gossip about you and, and things would spread to people. Things spread to me, you know? Uh, and, yeah. and we weren't even like hanging out all that often at that well, point here that you weren't doing well. Um, here's the thing yeah. too. Um, there's this, there's this movement right now a lot in a, in a lot of small churches that are talking about speaking the truth as you see it. Well, here's the thing. The truth as you see it is not necessarily the truth. Hmm. In fact, it hardly ever is. It's you inserting your own narrative into somebody else's life. Yep. Um, and uh, really, honestly, if I can be quite frank with you guys, it is the only day that I have off this week, and we're going to go celebrate Father's Day. Um, so oh. I want to end on something really quickly. Oh, yeah, um, we're, we're good. You're good. Yeah. So first of all, listener, thank you uh, for just hearing me out. And... Um, Thank you, uh, Tom and Derek and Megan, for having me on here. Um, I don't know why I felt this conviction in my heart, but I'm really glad I, I, I followed through with it. And, you know, thank you, God, for these great friends who are, have this awesome project that really, I know every time I listen to an episode, I'm impacted in a different way. And I'm really excited to go back and listen to this one. Um, but I I don't want to tell you to leave the church, but what I want to tell you is that it is okay to go. Uh, at the very end of the day, if you don't agree with it, look at it this way. It's a human organization serving something that is way bigger than we'll ever realize. They're not going to get it right, but they're going to think that they are. And if you know that they're not getting it right and you know things are going wrong, it's okay. And at the end of the day, it's a lot like quitting a job at Starbucks. <laughs> Just ends. I love the bends, that. The, the abuse, the, the critiques. <laughs> it just ends because they can't. Yeah. Sorry, touch James. Anymore. That wasn't about you, James. We promise. <laughs> yeah. No, they they can't. They can't get you anymore. They, you're not a part. Of, you're not. The 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 way that the church abuse works is you are. You're kind of bringing it on yourself without knowing it. You're in there and you're putting yourself forward for these people to critique every little part of your life. Mm. And the only way it's going to stop is if you just stop giving them the re the, the option to critique anything about you. And, um, I can honestly say every time I go back to Lexington, which I'm going to go today, um, I have a real bad taste in my mouth. I hate that city <laughs> so much. Um, I'm so glad I'm an hour and a half away from it. Um, but yeah, and it's all because of what happened within about a year, the yeah. year 2019. Yeah. I really got 
stepped on um, just because of falsities. Uh, So if that's happening to you, it is okay to escape. It is not your fault. You can go. And and God will still love you. Yeah. And it's, and thank you so much, Jacob. I think that's a perfect point to end on. And, you know, just to, there's a um, guy I follow on Twitter. Uh, he's a pastor. And he says, you don't have to worship where you're not wanted. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that I think is just a big thing because the church isn't, you know, that place to abuse you into behaving. It's a place to stand in solidarity with where you are. And yeah. so, um, I think for for listeners, if you do need to to get out of an abusive place, there are options. A lot of people don't believe that there's options. Um, but there are options, even if it is just going to a bar, having a beer, and talking about life with someone. That's church. Um, and We're going so, on a podcast with your friends. That's pretty church-like. That's pretty churchy. We're having church right now. Um, and so, Sorry to like, tell just, you, Megan. This is church, and this has been church the whole time. (laughs) So, um, you know, thank you so much, Jacob, and and I love you, and I'm I'm wickedly proud of you uh, for how far you've you've come and how far you haven't come. You didn't have to you didn't have to stop doing cocaine because you never did it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) The worst thing I did was smoke cigarettes for about three months. (laughs) So. I'd, and, and thank you, Tom and Megan. Um, Derek, can I add yeah, something just, just before you're wrapping yeah, please, it up? Please, please, please. I just wanted to say again, as someone who was not raised in all of this, like I think you guys, I don't know, like it's really, it's really brave and it's really awesome that you know you and Tom, all of you really, but that you've been able to kind of get yourself out of this environment and still believe in the good parts of what you were taught. You know what I'm mm. saying? And I just, I'm just really impressed with all of you, and you guys are great guys. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah, and how great is life now, guys? Yeah, things are life so pretty, much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, there's so much more joy, so much more love, honestly, and so much more just like I love Jesus more because I'm actually hanging out with people who believe in what He said, <laughs> rather than you know being rather than being Pollyans, they're Christians. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. If that makes any sense. Oh, it definitely it does. does. So, you know, like, um, just like, how great is it to not have to feel like you have to show up somewhere and, like, social mask people into liking you? How yeah. great is it to not you have know? to worry about what you tweet? I got in trouble for tweeting a 69 <laughs> joke. A 69 joke? I, it was like, how many, how many years ago was something, like, some obscure number, and it was like... 420 and 69 years and i was like haha that's hilarious so i put it on twitter and i had so many people reach out take that tweet down, take it down. <laughs> oh my god like, take that tweet Six, down. 69 nice nice <laughs> nice nice all right well uh, i love all of you and we'll, we'll end it here so jacob you can go and um and so we can you know celebrate what day it is we are recording on juneteenth um and and we do want to give a big shout out to um all of our friends of color and um, brothers and Absolutely. sisters and siblings of color. And we, we love all of you and we celebrate this day with you. Incredible. Um, I love that. So uh, we, we are so thankful for you listener. Um, we're thankful for you, Jacob. I'm thankful for you, Megan and Tom. And um, we'll, we'll uh, roll the motherfucking. Happy Pride. Happy Pride.
Bye, guys.